everyone. Welcome back to the Refill Studio. This is your host, SB Philosopher. This is your weekly Bang Dream podcast series, giving you the best up-to-date information on upcoming news and updates to the game and franchise, as well as give you insight from prominent community members sharing their experiences and stories about the game. As always, feel free to check out our website, links in the description below to learn more about how you can support the Refill Studio, either through joining the YouTube membership program or by subscribing to my Twitch, as well as fill out the feedback form if you want to see anything you want to see in the future or including special guests. Um, and you can always meet our special guests by joining the Unga Academy Discord server. All links in the description below. Now, uh, this week has a couple of pretty exciting updates, both on the JP side as well as the Ian Dory side. Uh, we'll be talking about that very soon uh, before we welcome our two special guests into the studio uh, to talk more about their story. So pretty excited about that. Let's get started with the Weekly News Corner. So uh, there is some pretty exciting updates with JP Dory. Let's talk about that first, as we always do. Um, so right now there is a current uh, full Pasta Palettes band event. This is the first since the Zombieland Saga uh, collab. Uh, this Pasta Palettes event features uh, Chisato and Eve, and it's a happy medley live. So uh, pretty uh, another medley live, pretty close to the most recent one, uh, which was the Hell Happy. Uh, Halloween event. So again, if you're not familiar with Medley Lives, it's basically doing it all by yourself. You're not playing with other people. It's just playing three songs over and over again in sort of a medley format with various points of scoring, depending on um, which teams you use first, second, or third. Um, so it's a it's pretty interesting, especially when this is mostly done by yourself. Uh, so for those past the Palettes fans, this is a Medley Life for you. And it's also currently the event is attached with a Kira Fest or Kiramiki Festival um, gacha, which features four star Aya and four star Tsugumi. And these are only be there for a limited time and they have various skill sets and it's a little bit different. Uh, so definitely look forward to that. Uh, when you pull them, you do get the animated arts uh, and animated cutscenes right off the bat. So you'll know if you'll get them. So that's like really cool. Um, so yeah, Kira Fest and JP Dory events are going quite well right now. And this current medley live is, I think it's going for eight, eight days or nine days. It's, it's going for pretty long. Um, so definitely look forward to that if you're a Past the Palace fan. Um, we, we talked about this a bit earlier as well, where what would be the next event? Now, Venom has been added to the game, not really associated with any um, event. So we're not going to expect some sort of mixed afterglow event next. Um, it's probably going to be a couple of new full bands uh, stories for uh, events for the next while. Um, I was speculating Roselia, but some people have uh, told me that Roselia might be overdue for a Christmas event, um, which uh, it is pretty early. If they if they do a Roselia event next, then it's probably not going to be a Christmas event featuring Roselia. Um, but it's also very likely that they'll just have a mixed event by by that time, and they'll just have a, a another mixed uh, Christmas event, just like Prismatic Duo, which <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, later. So so we'll see how things go. I'm still fully expecting Roselia full event to be coming very soon. It's been a while, uh, so uh, we'll definitely look forward to that. Um, yeah, so, so JP Dory, a lot of really um, interesting stuff going on, and next week we'll talk a little bit more about like the cover collection and all that fun stuff. So uh, yeah, it's going to be good. 
So, um, in other words, let's talk about Ian Doran. I already talked about Prismatic Duo, and right now, that is the current event happening. Um, so, again, uh, Bad Story 2 Afterglow still not here. Uh, Hello Happy World uh, collab also not here as well. Uh, but, the, first of all, Prismatic Duel is an 8-day event. Uh, people are kind of wondering how, why they're kind of changing back to the normal schedule. Now, um, there is a reasoning to it. They don't want the event to end on a weekend, like on a weekend day where no one's working. So that, like, you know, in case that there's, like, cheaters or, or, or such, they need to filter that out during work. Uh, so that's why they have it end on not a weekend, which is why they extended it to a little bit longer. Now... If that's the logic, then it should be seven days, but they made it an extra eighth day, which could tell us that they're trying to add a little bit of reassurance of, of uh, uh, you know, trying to get this new update done. And also, of course, uh, Prismatic Duel featuring the young Sayo and the young Hina cards, I think is a very highly anticipated event, giving an extra day for people to spend on Gacha and um, tiering, uh, I think logistically might make sense as well. But uh, the main news here is talking about the update. The update that um, we are waiting for in order for Band Story 3 and possibly the Doremi Hello Happy collab to come out. So we got news from a community ma manager here, um, and I'll have the, uh, the, the post and the comment on the side there uh, for everyone to, to see and reference to. So we were talking about this 4.6, so this 4.7 update that was supposed to come out with Prismatic Duo, which of course no no such update ever actually happened. Um, the reason why is because they're actually skipping these updates and trying to go straight towards the 4.10 update. Now, that's a little weird. Again, they never really told us at that time, like they wanted to go straight to this 4.10 update. So, you know, having one of us being delayed for pretty much a month now, and they just were only recently telling us it's already like ah, not a great look. But here, here are some of the updates that we are expecting very soon. The first one is the RAS one star cards and the area items opening in the Choo Choo's house. Um, so you may have noticed that uh, that side in the game is still grayed out, but there already has been a logging campaign to celebrate that this is going to come out very soon. And, and uh, yeah, so we'll finally get those RAS cards and those area items actually uh, sooner. Perhaps even sooner than this um, possible 4.10 update. Now, there has been, of course, people talking about why were there no miracle tickets. Um, apparently, they're going to be coming out. Uh, there's a plural there, but uh, let's be honest, guys. Uh, if they give us one that's already like pretty like generous enough, giving us more than one, I don't know. But we'll see. You know, We'll see how, how generous they are. Uh, miracle tickets, as I talked about before, uh, when you have a miracle ticket, you could... Uh, exchange it for a four-star card of your choice in the inventory or sort of in the in the shop so um that's obviously a lot better for people especially for those who are tiering because you can specifically pick a card that you want and make sure you get that card there's some features from 4.6 and 4.7 that will be in the game as well um there are some limited missions that were missing that had three-star gacha ticket rewards um so they're gonna catch up on a few things that they missed out um, from the previous updates the main thing is the rewind forward option for rehearsal mode i am i was really looking forward to this and i thought this would come to the game sooner but uh it's finally going to be in there uh where you could rewind or forward to any specific part of a song in rehearsal mode so it makes it a lot easier for you to practice very specific parts uh over and over again so that's going to be really really exciting and interesting 
There's also the uh, Golden Gacha Ticket Missions. So these Golden Gachas are the three-star uh, yellow tickets. Um, to be honest, uh, yeah, well, it's nice to have these missions and nice to have these tickets, but honestly, that gacha is a, is a big scam, especially for those who maybe have already played the game for so long, they probably have most, if not all, the three stars, so, uh, you know, eh, you know, nice pulls, extra pulls, but I don't, don't expect too much out of these gachas. Um, there's gonna be some missing songs, like Discotheque, um, it, it wasn't initially in the game due to some copyright issues with Nana Mizuki, but uh, Discotech's cover as an E and D4DJ. Also, songs like Shin Ai, the original version, is in D4DJ as well. So, uh, you know, do expect some copyright songs to be coming back um, to the game uh, and because of, uh, you know, copyright being fixed and relieved. And also some missing MVs from specific uh, various songs, uh, most notably from those from the film live. So, Again, pretty exciting news that we're finally at least going to get some updates. Now, this does bring a question of like what will happen. Like when when exactly is this update going to come? We still don't know. And how is that going to affect the schedule? We also don't know. Um, I think the one thing that is a little bit concerning about the final post here, this final comment is still can't guarantee that they can get released on time again. So please bring them up if we don't see them by 2022. So, you know, again, at this point, if we don't see any of these by 2022, I'm sure, you know, they don't need to remind us that we are going to bug them about not seeing these features. So um, either way, uh, it's it, it, this is still not technically guaranteed. And, you know, their, their latest deadline is hopefully the end of 2021, which means that all events associated with this update, which include all band story threes um, and possibly the Doremi Hello Happy collab um, will be in the game or at least starting the game uh, by the end of this year. So, now, uh, some people have also told me and sort of remarked that, oh, well, if the, the RAS uh, uh, area item event, uh, uh, items are, are coming in very soon, wouldn't that mean the update should be coming pretty soon, possibly as early as next week? Maybe by the time next week's podcast, I'd be talking about how this update's coming up very soon. Yes, it's a possibility for sure. But also, we have a bit of interesting discussions in terms of like what happens if that is indeed like coming up right because they're giving prismatic duo eight days perhaps they are near the closing stages of bringing this update out and finally bringing um 4.10 into the game so if that happens then there's some pretty interesting discussions on what will happen to the schedule because they skipped one of us so they should probably go back to that soon um to make sure that they could get that delivered for the people but title idol is the band story three past the palettes event that was supposed to be after prismatic duel so would you would you do title idol first and then you do one of us and kind of go backwards in that weird order like that's a little bit weird already and also red ignition is the next af uh, event which is an afterglow event that's supposed to be after um title idol and red red ignition actually takes some story bits from one of us and implements that to the game so or into their story event so if Red Ignition comes before one of us, that sort of adds a little bit of weird like timeline storytelling um, discrepancies. So you would think that one of us should come uh, before Red Ignition. But if let's say one of us is the next event, then we have two cool attribute events in a row, which is not something they've ever done before. So you don't know if that's going to happen either. It's it's a huge, and you don't know if like Band Story, Band Story 3, uh, Afterglow and Passive Palace will be coming like back to back. It's all a mess. The schedule is a complete mess. 
Um, I don't know exactly how, how they're going to tackle this because it, no matter how they're going to tackle this, it's going to have some weird things going on. There's going to be some weird scheduling, some weird timing, weird implementation overall. And regardless, again, this could have been all avoided if they could just get that done, get that update done before this all debacle all happened. So again, our goal as as uh, you know as consumers of this game is we still have to make sure we hold uh, Ian Dory and Ian Bushi Road accountable for what they're going to do. Of course, you know uh, I have nothing but you know respect to you know the devs who are trying to work on this as quickly as possible. There must have definitely been some other things behind the scenes, some sort of weird communication uh, barrier, or I don't know what's going on. But either way, um, let's just hope that they can get things done soon, and hopefully they can minimize the amount of damage that they've already done uh, to our fan base. Because again, frankly, a lot of us are still pretty upset on how uh, everything has been handled. And next week, let's hope for, maybe I'll be talking about some positive news. Maybe this update will be out, and we'll be able to talk about uh, future events and what is to come. Yeah, so um, this is all I have to share for this weekly news. So again, um, light uh, light is maybe at the end of the tunnel of seeing one of us soon. Um, but for the time being, we're just going to keep our fingers crossed. Hopefully this 4.10 update will come sooner than later. And we'll be able to discuss some of the f features in greater detail about that update. So let me know, guys, in the comments, what do you think? about this uh update about Iandori and also like the timelines and what you think this uh upcoming timelines for the events are going to be uh it's going to be pretty interesting for sure but with that out of the way let's hop into the other side of the studio uh let's meet our special guests and we'll have a great time listening to their stories want to support the refill studio check out our website links in the description below here you can learn more about the podcast as a whole as well as complete our feedback form to give comments about how we can improve the project as well as suggest any future special guests that you would like to see on the studio. You can also learn more about how you could support the podcast by joining the Filler Nation either through a Twitch subscription. Thanks again to the Filler Nation members for your constant support and a reminder that all Filler Nation members can access the podcast live when they are recording in the Unga Academy Discord server. We hope to see you there. All right. Welcome back to the studio, everyone. Uh, let's us refill to 99 because we are ready to begin our special guest feature. And I have the great pleasure of inviting two special guests over uh, to the studio. We have uh, Ingo as well as Manny. Uh, both of you, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join the studio today. Thank, thank you for yes, thank you for inviting us actually yeah for sure for sure um uh, I'll, I'll let you guys take the floor in terms of intros manny why don't you go first talk a little bit more about uh you know uh, your your achievements and just introduce yourself to the people uh well i uh i'm manny uh i like to introduce myself in, in most places as almost everyone's snarky mexican uh in terms of achievements, uh, I have about 20-some EPT-100s, 50-some Song T-100s, 8 Song T-10s, including uh, ones like Butterfly Round 2, uh, Midnight Rendezvous, and 
unfortunately a t4 on a weekend hooray and then probably what i'm most known for being my being my t2 one i love your way mm-hmm. great great and uh ingo uh same for you introduce yourself to the people out there yeah um i don't know i not not a ton of people i think know me these days in the community i mm-hmm. used to be like somebody that just randomly filled for 40 hours in one event and then 60 hours in the next event um and yeah i have some song t100s now now that my now that some of the boomer cards are not necessary anymore i can also compete because mm-hmm. i started late and yeah, I, I was pretty proud that I managed to snag a Setsuna trip T10 most recently. Which we, which we both share, actually. Oh, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Well, again, both of you, welcome to the studio. Great to have you. Um, and also, just a, a quick disclaimer to our, our, our listeners out there. There might be some weird background noises because of the time of this recording from my end, as well as some from our guests' end as well. So that happens. Uh uh, we'll try and make sure that it is uh, minimized as, as much as possible. So, um, but but uh, let's start about how did you guys get into to Bandari? I, I know Ingo, uh, you just mentioned just before uh, at the end of the intro of uh, you getting into Bandari late. So, but but how did you first get into Bandari and hear about uh, the series? So, this entire story kind of ties to Pastry, uh, who's already been a guest here on the mm-hmm. uh, Refill Studio. Because Pastry has been my best online friend for almost six years now. Mm. And um, like we kind of uh, interacted first on a K-pop subreddit and then a K-pop rhythm game subreddit. <laughs> and yeah, we played that one for, for a while. And then he got me into Fate Grand Order and uh, yeah, whatever. And then like I kind of very remotely knew that he was doing some tiering in in uh, boundary because he told me a little bit about it and then he like kind of was mia for two days and then got me into the game and uh he was mia for two days and when i started beating in the rain was starting out so you kind of know why he was mia for two days Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, basically he passed out from his uh, Neo Aspect grind and decided now it's time to get Ingo into the game. So yeah, that, that that's how I first started playing. Shoutouts to Whalefluence friends, for sure. <laughs> and Manny, what about you? How did you get into the game? Uh, it was around the... Uh, I first heard of the franchise in general mm-hmm. uh, from a friend around the time that, uh, that Love Life Sif was... Uh, going through a bit of a thing with uh, with hackers, uh, you know, just hackers overrunning the uh, the leaderboards, and I was like, oh, Bandori seems like a." And one of my friends was like, "Oh, you know, you know, let's all play Bandori EN when that launches." And it's like, "I'm like, oh, okay, sure." Uh, at the time, though, uh, when it did first launch, I was balls deep into like six classes and two jobs so i couldn't so i couldn't really tear uh i actually didn't get my first title uh looking at my as my my title list until the impromptu wedding dress uh, and that was a t5k 
Mm -hmm. uh, I, my first T100 attempt was uh, Umbrella for the Autumn Rain, but I didn't know how in the hell to how in the hell to tear in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I kind of missed the, so I kind of missed the cutoff by about 800,000. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and then I used, and then I used cooking class craziness really as my, as my, uh, as like my revenge event uh, on that, you know, redeem myself after failing that. Mm -hmm. I ended about 24th on it. And since then, I've been T100ing events. Uh, I've usually they're centered around my best girls, uh, you know, like Lisa, Sayo, Tomoe. Uh, so you'll see me. So, like, some titles may seem like I don't have much of a rhyme or reason as to why they're doing them. Mm -hmm. So, but then you see the best, the uh, the cast of the girls, and it's like, oh, okay, that may that makes sense. So. Like you'll see me with you know uh, Lisa's lyrics T100 and Azure Shine Bright T100 and be like, huh? the hell? Okay. Uh, I and then uh, in terms of probably the hardest T100, I'm I'm still in like year one. Uh, mm -hmm. I also did Neo Aspect, uh, and that's where I met uh, Ryu, uh, Riz, and Iboshi, mm -hmm. and uh, all their homies. And you know, I was, I will always say this uh, that I was actually really intimidated by Riz. <laughs> but then I got into the Neo Aspect server, and like day one, the guy puts Gigapudi in VC on loop for like I think 10, 11 hours. Man, and I'm like, what the? My my brain is expanding, <laughs> and from the and from then on. Uh, I've always held the mindset that, uh, that he he's very serious on the outside because you know from my prior from me being intimidated by him. But once you get to know him, he's an absolute meme lord. Uh, I have attempted a few. I have attempted a few T tens, but both of them, but a few, but all of them. Uh, I've ended up having to drop either due to you know finding a new job, mm -hmm. in the case of like uh, Roselia versus Afterglow and Warmth. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember you and me, Phil, were talking about that kind of sort of in uh, uh, during Fragrant Wind when we were in, when we first met. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up, Sisters was my f was going to uh, beaten in the rain, but that was like immediately after Neo Aspect, so I was like too mm -hmm. tired. And then my, and then uh, the first act, the first time that I actually like went hard uh, for T ten was uh, growing up sisters, but that was shortly uh, that was shortly after once more luminous. And if you know your your Bandori history, uh, luminous is not is not the brightest event under the sun. In term, in uh, but since then. But since then, uh, I have just you know continued T one hundreding because it, it, not not that I don't feel the urge to T ten. It's just that like I like my sleep. I like, <laughs> I like sleep a lot for sure. Uh, but in 
since then, uh, yeah, like I said, I've been T100ing most of well, a fair number of events. Uh, I've there's some times where I'm just like not in the mood to do it, but it it's whatever. Uh, like with with NFO two, I planned on T100ing, but then but with work being uh because for a while i was working uh retail and retail is kind of <laughs> kind of brutal during back to school which was during nfo too so i'd rather sleep well uh manny uh it was a very uh interesting way that you got into the community right <laughs> mm-hmm. learning about uh you know the you know event initially thinking that it was a little bit scary at first but turns out uh, a lot of people are are pretty pretty nice sometimes a little bit um interesting in terms of their characters so um you know it really kind of spiraled through your way to eventually learn how to tier and and you know all the achievements you've gotten so uh you know great great stuff on that and, and of course we'll certainly talk a little bit more about you know what what you plan to do in the future in terms of uh tiering um yeah so um you know, it seems, uh, Manny, you were quite, uh, you know, influenced by a lot of people to just kind of tear pretty often, go for the T-100s and such. Uh, Ingo, were you ever influenced at any point, you know, to to get all these, like, you know, T-100s or even T-10s? Well, uh, for me, it's always been, like, I've been in the tiering community, like, mm-hmm. only a few events after I started mm-hmm. playing. Like, I, I joined the... Uh, summer Celia server for example mm-hmm. and i think that was my 70 hours of filling not even making t1k because i was filling with uh, a very interesting team for the event i think it was uh, pure glow three stars oh, with man. df mocha center because it was the only team that for me that didn't score like absolute because <laughs> i didn't want to drag the room down obviously mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it was like my, my best homie uh, playing, and uh, yeah, and yeah, then I've I've always like thought about like considered going for events. Um, I had the very yeah, the very big advantage of I guess getting to know the right people if you if you wanna call it that, mm-hmm. where I feel very fortunate um, meeting a few specific people. Uh, I'm gonna. Like again, uh, pastry, then uh, Michaela and IPN. I would say, like from those people, I learned very quickly how to gauge. Okay, can I reasonably tier this event? Does it make sense? What kind of time commitment am I thinking about? What kind of money commitment am I thinking about? Etc. So I had a very good idea of that, and so I didn't really make very much very many plans because i was like okay i know what i'm looking for for an event where okay this event will work out or can work out and then when i did make plans i somehow managed to get cursed irl to not be able to tier it so i was initially planning to t2 um stand by you together with uh, the T1 runner then and actually racing him for the T1 for the first several days of the event just to have a friendly competition I guess Mm -hmm. Uh, but 
it fell like right into my exam period and it was 100% impossible to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then I made plans to again uh, go for yeah as as much as I can on an event uh, on my own texture was the next plan for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, my workplace me over and I had uh, a negative amount of money on my paycheck. Oh, no. So that was kind of awkward. So I couldn't go for that one either. And then I made plans and uh, suddenly uh, Boundary EN decides to shorten events. So I can't <laughs> tell when the fucking event is going on anymore. So here we are. But yeah, I I eventually just stuck to one event, even if it wasn't ideal um, IRL wise and got a T10 in an ATU2 spread our wings. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. And yeah, I... I see it in a very relaxed way where like, yeah, if an event comes up and it falls into a good time, I know what to look out for. I know I can do the grinding part of it fine. It's just, yeah, when it lines up, I can do it. And, and there's no rush, right? Mm-hmm. You can always wait for the right event. Yeah. It is a, it's a very interesting perspective because again, Ingo, just like what you shared with Manny, uh, similar to what Manny shared, um, so it seems like both of you had experiences where you wanted to do an event, you had all these plans, and then last minute things happen, and the plans don't go the way you want to. And then go like, see the way you approach it is that well, you know, there's always other events that you can do. Uh, always trying to you know balance within your your limits, right, and what what you have. Um, so it is certainly understandable that that's a, a way to kind of work around that. Uh, Manny, I don't know if you have similar thoughts. Again, uh, Ingo has just shared with us how, uh, uh, you know, he also, just like you, had um, um, obstacles in the way and the, the events he initially had planned were not going the way that he wanted, uh, but he shared with us some ways that to cope around it. I don't know, like, what you've done as well to sort of uh, handle that, that uh, you know, that situation of not being able to tier the exact event you want and, you know, what did you do to, to overcome that and, uh, you know, plan for, for for the future. Uh really, I I just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> really, mo- most of how I do things is like, do I want to tear it? Yes. Do I want to tear it? No. If I if yes, let's go for it. If not, let's sleep. Yeah. Because for most of 2021, I've been working. Like, like I said, I've been working retail. So, mm-hmm. and well the early morning shift of retail which i started at like 3 34 in the morning mm-hmm. so i would come home so if i want so i would come home so if i really wanted the event i would you know just force my i would force myself to you know just you know get the hour or two in of of flames mm-hmm. but really most of the time if i'm not going to tear i'm just going to sleep you know just like legitimately sleep and <laughs> relax. I'm yeah. I'm not going to. I'm I'm trying to not make the game a chore. Yeah, for sure. I I totally agree with that. Not not adding too much uh, personal sentiment because again, it's it's at the end of the day, you don't want to beat yourself over it if you can't get a, a something done, and it's only because like something that's out of con- your control uh, affected your way to to tear for something. So. I do really respect uh, how you two approach uh, tiering in a more you know nonchalant way, but 
um, you know, it's it's really interesting, especially how um, as a lot of these event tiering is really dependent on timing and really dependent on how much you could grind for an extended period of time. I'm kind of transitioning here because, of course, uh, with song tiering, I think the preparation is is quite different. Uh, you don't necessarily have to spend maybe ne as much time as you would on uh, event tiering. Um, it's just a lot of preparation uh, beforehand. So, uh, Manny, maybe you could share a little bit about what what you do um, as someone who's tiered song tiered quite often. What you do to uh, maybe prepare in advance for song tiering, and how is it a little bit different from event tiering? Uh, well, for one, I don't prepare. I don't prepare for song tiering at all. Fair. <laughs> I, 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 I literally. Well, I, I see what events I'm close to, like, full optimal for, and I go for those mainly. Mm -hmm. um, like, with Rumbling Memory, I, I had, I was planning on going for for Blue Rose Pride's uh, songs anyways, so which I needed the Christmas pair for, so I was like, oh, okay, it may, you know, may as well go for Rumbling Memory as well. Uh, but for mo most of the time, uh, most of the time, I'm, there's little to no preparation that I do uh uh just literally just go in roll roll until optimal uh if that means a spark that means a spark uh and then just beat my beat my head against a brick wall <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not kidding when I say uh I I outscored a lot of people on power of love just by beating my head against the wall <laughs> did you ever have to do like was there a time where you had to like look at a a song that you want and you're like i can i need this gacha from like a like a an event like maybe like three four months prior and you were rolling on that or were you really kind of just going on a whim and and, and seeing how that goes uh yeah uh there there is actually for the upcoming event on en with Prism with uh prismatic duo mm -hmm. uh where you do need a uh, teacher sio uh mm -hmm. from from fragrant wind uh that you tend mm -hmm. uh, and I, uh you uh you do so which is really the only reason that i rolled for that mm -hmm. uh for that banner uh okay yeah. but uh, other than that like unless i'm because I actually post posted uh, a little off topic, but I did post a meme like about an hour or two earlier <laughs> of on on Twitter of uh, of like because I do get a I do see a lot of people complaining that they don't get song titles and I and there's a, the solution is really simple just just roll more and they're like I don't want to roll it's like well then don't don't song tier. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, because at the end of the day, like whether you're just going for song T100 or or song podium or song T10, whatever, uh, you are going to need to roll more than just like five times on on every dream fest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you are going to need to roll random perm banners. You're going to need to roll stuff that isn't collabs. Mm -hmm. It and then also just be halfway decent at the game sure. or if the song's hard enough like with passionate anthem have full optimal and play hard yeah <laughs> That's I, a I'm, strategy for sure 
Yeah, it, it very much is a strategy that I abused twice. <laughs> well, yeah, as you all could see, um, Song Tiering is certainly not um, not that friendly in terms of uh, uh, you know your funds and your preparation. You know, again, a lot of the things uh, going into Song Tiering is kind of done behind the scenes in the back, maybe even months in advance. You're trying to get cards possibly rolling on really un unoptimal banners just to get a possible card that you might need for a possible uh, song tiering event. Um, it, it can get a little ugly, but, uh, you know, in terms of the time spent, it's not as, um, maybe not as time-consuming as, uh, of course, uh, event tiering. So um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, Ingo, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to share in terms of, you know, you when you when you think about preparing for uh song tiering like you know going on best story checking out uh the cards and and making sure that you 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 do what you need to prepare for song tiering months in advance try years no um on a on a bit more serious side like yeah um, basically everything important on the song tiering that gets you to the okay i can actually try to song tier this mm -hmm. happens way before the event actually happens because in basically every song tiering event there is cards in optimal that are old as hell by the time the event rolls around like if you think about it the persona cards oh, are wow. still the best cool afterglow cards for those members so if a cool afterglow song tiering comes around you need those cards that's mm. Mainly incredibly old Mainly uh, yeah o only himari now but yeah b before uh dreamfest 2 ran came out both of those cards were necessary for every like consideration for a cool afterglow so yeah it's it's just um roll more or roll very very specific banners after checking out exact optimal on a on a song and um Maybe one anecdote for how I got my first song T100. Mm -hmm. um, I basically did, yeah, I, I did all the due diligence. Uh, like I, I think I got my first X Goals Master like two months before the event, so I was getting kind of comfortable with 26, 27s, and uh, on the miracle ticket, almost half a year before that event. I ticketed a card that I would otherwise never use, basically, on a team that I had exactly zero other members of. Um, but for that event, my team was like looking, oh, yeah, I, I can, I can maybe T100 this, and with that card, I, yeah, I managed to like I miracle ticketed uh, what a wonderful world, Hina, and then uh, got song t100 in the songs on popping through the, uh, down the hallway mm -hmm. and yeah in my case there the preparation also included playing on jp dory to see the songs or the the other difficulties because i was very not confident in in uh, the songs but yeah now nowadays it's similar to many like i i do look ahead to events a bit more than many i think just mm -hmm. because I have less cards than many does. It's just the way it is. Like I, I have to look more for for uh, songs or look harder for for songs that I have uh, good teams for or close to optimal for. 
and then I yeah I I just put in the stars I guess uh, like my my song T10 I had to spark for, but I got the song T10 so worth I guess. Why why don't we uh, expand a bit more about that that song T10? Do you guys know that both of you are uh, attempting at the the same time for for Cessna trip? No. Not but, at all. No, no, I I was looking. Uh, at who has optimal or has pre-gacha optimal for mm -hmm. sets on a trip, like several months before the event, uh, especially considering because you had to roll New Year New Year Arco for mm -hmm. optimal, and uh, even before that you had to roll for Dreamfest Kasumi, mm. and or you had to, yeah, or or just Luxacare on a, on a random Dreamfest, which is kind of unreliable <laughs> and um, well the other cards were ticketable like uh, Comic Panic Mocha is an extremely old card and I'm pretty sure many did not have to ticket her I'm pretty sure he just has it because it's been playing so long yeah. one banner <laughs> yeah and yeah basically I was looking at okay these people have pre-gacha optimal or these people are uh, have Greenfest, Kasumi, and Comic Mocha, they might be rolling on Arco. Let's see uh, if they're rolling on Arco. Okay, I got Arco pretty cheap. Okay, maybe maybe this is a maybe this is gonna work. So I then planned. Okay, I wanna have uh, Spark ready for when Halloween does indeed come because I I think I can not only T10 but I can kind of contest podium here depending on how lucky some other people get because I knew uh, more or less I think I knew seven of the people that ended up in T10 mm. or knew beforehand that they were going to be in T10 based on what teams they had so yeah I, I prepared a lot for that one because it was my first shot at T10 and yeah okay that's a lie I had a shot at T10 before but that one was unplanned and mm -hmm. I messed it up some other way, I guess. Ah, uh, no, well. Well, what was the grind difficult for you, Ingo, to get that Satsuna trip uh, top 10, especially considering that it is a 27 song, it's expert, and uh, technically in Ian Dory terms, that song was just going to be fresh into the game. It's not like a new uh, uh, an old map, right? Um, how was that experience overall? I mean, if, if you... <laughs> If you knew me better, then I, I I guess people would see this as a rubbing salt in the wound or something. <laughs> no, basically, the way Setsuna Trip went for me was the event starts, mm -hmm. I roll, I have to spark, I spark, I skill level, I firefight, get a 2.266 million score, and I don't improve on that for 11 days, 23 hours, and 48 minutes. So, yeah, I I guess I got a lucky run and just like, and, and it's not that I didn't try to improve my score and was not going for anymore, but yeah, it was, it was kind of um, disheartening to go through the extended event and not see a single score improvement over the entire duration like i i can't really say i'm sad with the outcome of this but uh, the experience was not super fun because i like 
with the optimizations I was going for and with the optimizations I was hitting, if I, like not consistently, to be fair, but that I was hitting a good portion of my runs, I would have ended up in uh, T3, mm. maybe even T2. I'm not sure if, I think if I actually hit everything the way I intended it, I would have been like slightly above Aqua score, but yeah. It just didn't didn't happen, and that's that's the other thing. I think we uh, you said uh, okay. There's not a lot of, not as much time commitment on a a song T10. That kind of depends, or on a song title, because like if you're going for a song T100, most of the time you, if you're good at the game and have the right team, you just play the song once, and that's that's your entire song tiering experience. And if you have optimal you can also play the song once and get a T10 from literally one play. But if you're going for a contested T10, like where a lot of people have optimal or close to optimal, mm -hmm. or even going for podium, you're grinding out the skill uh, proc order so much. And depending on the event team, the skill order can be a one in 120 chance to be correct. Uh, two, two in 120 chance to be correct. So, yeah, um, if the game doesn't like you, you're just not going to get the proc. And if it's a 27, maybe you can't even do um, that many games per day So because you tire out. So it, it's a question of, okay, can can you make the... Can you get enough games in that you have like one or two perfect procs or maybe three if you're lucky so yeah it's like if you if you're taking like it, i guess it's a question of how seriously do you want to take the song tiering or how much do you want to grind every time but it's not like there's no grinding involved like mm -hmm. uh, because of the skill order being random in in boundary you have to have quite a bit of patience and uh frustration resistance with the game for sure for sure you know it's funny Ingo. you mentioned how you you know uh, you were you mentioned how unlucky you were you had to spark for a gacha card in order to make an optimal team so bandery did not give you the luck there but then for whatever reason in the very like first few attempts on the song they gave you probably one of the luckiest uh runs ever and that ended up making you actually a bit even more distressed about the whole run because you know you could have done better but uh, you know, things again just didn't work out with um, the luck. So again, with song tiering, it is a little bit of a struggle. You know, you need to have the luck for gacha. You need to have the luck for skill order. And you know, websites like Best Story give you the resources needed to give you like what's optimal skill order, uh, any sort of optimizations you might have to do. And and it's certainly not easy on on twenty seven songs. So uh, it's really interesting to. Uh, again, to hear that experience, and uh, Manny, I don't know if you had like if your experience was vastly different from Sex in the Trip, or maybe you want to talk about an experience, uh, maybe one of your song tens, one of your many song tens that maybe you found to be um, very difficult, um, maybe like a like maybe similar difficult that you had a time that you had like what Ingo shared. Uh, I, I I do have a few. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, to talk about Sex in the Trip. Uh... Unlike Ingo, I didn't have to spark lock. Uh, I got her in like five, ten pulls. 
So, sorry, sorry for the flux. <laughs> uh, but I forgot to change it, it, what made my my uh, honestly Setsuna was probably one of my more frustrating uh, runs mm -hmm. because I couldn't because for some reason I couldn't get past two point two one yet I was seeing people like Ingle and all of them you know score two point two five minimum you know two point five two point two five two point two six. You know, mm -hmm. all the way up to shades, uh, scoring two point two seven for for the T one, and I'm trying, I'm trying my damnedest to upscore. It takes me six days to realize my area items are wrong. Oh no! I am probably the one person that is thankful that that Halloween this year was extended by six days. Because if it weren't extended, I guarantee you, I wouldn't have the song. Uh, I wouldn't ha because what? Because I was like, okay, let let me give myself like a different like a different center just to give myself you know a breath of fresh air to to see what's going on. And then I check my band power. And then I check my and then from there I'm like, wait, my band power is too low. The hell's going on? I check my area items. They're still set for pre-gotcha optimal. So I set them, and then the first run I get is like thirteen is a thirteen grade full combo, and I upscore all the way up to like two point two five, and then I change back to uh, to my old center because uh, I switched from Dreamfest Yukina to Dreamfest Ran mm -hmm. back to Dreamfest Yukina. I get ten, a 10 great one miss run that upscores and that ends up being my my song to my eighth place finish. And I'm just like Manny, why are you such a dumbass? <laughs> I was damn I was damn near ready to just face palm myself with a frying pan. Man, uh, it, it was a similar experience with "I Love Your Way." Uh, mm -hmm. Just be, uh, because I love your way. For I honestly think "I Love Your Way" uh, as a twenty-six is a harder song than "Setsuna Trip" is as a twenty-seven. Uh, thankful, thankfully, I was like one of seven people that had optimal. Uh, I was going to be content with a song T ten on "I Love Your Way," but thanks to for some. Thanks to probably the most infamous JP player uh, right now on EN in Ababa, uh, mm. baiting me into go going higher and actually giving me a route to do uh, to chase. Uh, I end up with with the T two. So th that was probably those were probably the and then also I I do have a bit of anxiety of uh, performance anxiety because uh, I was. I see during Weekend Hooray, I see both Pandar and Lovely uh, just beat my score in like one to two games. And I'm just like, Ugh, mm -hmm. keep going, keep going. And I couldn't, I could barely get past the average AP score that that song run. And I think within the last two hours of the event, I get boated. Yeah. And it, it was a similar case with Karma because I kept sh missing 
like right before Encore as well. And I, I legitimately feel I could have breached podium uh, on Karma. I did, I did, I didn't, I didn't bother with Heyday past SP because I know I can't do harder twenty sevens and harder and twenty eights. But I was like, okay, let, let's try Karma and Red Red Red. Unfortunately, performance anxiety <laughs> decided to pay me a visit. I got I got something on on Karma actually, because uh, Karma was a surprisingly weak podium uh, in my uh, or from from what I saw because I had a yeah a, a very meh team I guess. I think I had two of the wrong cards, wrong Tomoe, wrong Ran, mm-hmm. and uh, like I was, I was content with just T100 until I saw. Wait, I'm actually 16th on on Karma, uh, and I was like in the 20s or 30s for Heide Capriccio and Red Red Red. I was like, hmm, this is this is kind of weird. So I looked at the optimizations for it a bit more, and. Um, from what I can tell, uh, or fr- from what I looked at, if I got the one dream run, I would have been T3 with two wrong cards on my team. Um, and the the cards actually make a big difference on that team. Like, as I said, I was in the 20s and 30s for Hede Capriccio and Red Red Red. It's just that... Um, not a lot of people bother doing much in the in the way of optimizations on Karma, and I'm I mean I can kind of understand it. It's not very easy to to hit all the optimizations on that song, and yeah, I, what in the end messed it up for me was I I was completely mind blocked by the end, um, and always kept missing in the in the outro, and then on the last day I. Uh, tried playing Amrak instead, so Mirrored, and I have never played a song on Mirrored before. Uh, so I start playing playing it Mirrored, and suddenly I'm never dropping combo anymore, and I'm hitting all the optimizations. But at that point, I had like 2,000 CP left, so yeah, it it just ended up not working out. But uh, if I sw- switch to Mirrored earlier then i'm pretty sure i would have uh, gotten that t10 as well because i like for for some reason or for the reason that it's not a very nice song to optimize on um the t10 there and even the podium was not super strongly contested i think just a reminder that all special guests featured in the refill studio can be found in the unga academy discord server links in the description below Join our great community who is very passionate about Bang Dream, tiering, and many other interests. And we have weekly community events as well as contests for people to complete through challenges. Of course, all Filler Nation members can access the podcast live when they're recording in this Discord server as well. So we hope to see you there. So again, some some songs are, are not as easy as, as others for, for song tiering. I'm sure that... You know, as you mentioned, Amani, the next event, Prismatic Duel, Sisters Noise. I can imagine that being, for instance, quite competitive, um, being a relatively easier song, a short song too. Um, so, and a lot of people are already tearing for the event. So I could see that being, for instance, a, an event that could be quite um, competitive. Um, uh, 
it would really depend because uh, it's not just how easy a song is mm-hmm. or, or how short a song is. It's also how easy the team is to build or like true, how, true. how much uh, because there is the very, the very like the very like big elephant in the room of do you have ReZero Wrinkle and do you have Dreamfest Homeway? Mm. That is true. Though, because if the song is easy enough and the team is easy, like with, uh, let's take Winking Cheer, for example, mm-hmm. that song is a 23. Uh, there was someone in Pubcore trying to song, uh, trying to song T100 it, but they didn't have a Pierce Sato at all. Mm-hmm. So, so they were literally trying to climb up. They were trying to climb up, uh, an unscalable wall while their entire body was covered in butter. <laughs> they just kept slipping down and down. Be- just because the song was so easy and the to- and the song was and the team was so common. Mm-hmm. You know, pure pure Pasopada being a team that's been relevant for about I want to say 3 years at this point. Uh which kind of leads into, you know, why I why I have uh I love your way T2. You know, n- I was probably one of like ten people that had full op- that had full optimal for that event, mm-hmm. and one of seven that wanted that actually like tried grinding it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would add also that um, even if a song is easy, like especially on the like very low difficulty rating songs, like on the twenty threes that get a song tier. Oftentimes, there just isn't a lot of uh, opportunity to even optimize. And you can kind of see that on Winking Cheer, like the difference in score between T1 and T10 is 5k. Like, wow. Th- that is two or three optimizations difference, basically. And on other songs, like on Weekend Hooray, the, the last song tier before that, the difference between T1 and T2 is 5k score, right? So it, it it always depends like on on the song and it's a uh, like yeah best story has all the resources to to show you what you can do or what you might be able to to go for or whatever but it's always a very a very difficult thing to to know okay I can kind of make this work consistently somewhat consistently uh, I can try going for this and yeah, like if you're on the border to T100 or on the border to T10, then optimizations can like get you there, for example. But um, the difficulty of the song is not the the problem then anymore. Like okay. I, I I would also say that um, for example, Setsuna Trip is probably the easiest 27. Um, and far, I, I find it very a, a very comfortable beat map. Um, it doesn't like really catch you off guard. Some of the optimizations on that song are absolutely cursed, though. Like you have to go for a very, very, very low leeway optimizations. Like you, you can't be more than one frame off to to make it, for example. And that that introduces a new a new axis of dic- difficulty, I guess, mm-hmm. to song tiering sometimes. 
for sure for sure again like, oh go ahead uh like i know for to talk to talk about sets in a trip uh i know skill six was like some three finger bullshit that i don't that i think jp was uh struck even pe players on jp struggled to hit so that that's to speak of how cursed uh some some ops can be uh and then i guess to wrap up to uh give something that i probably should have added like about five minutes ago uh <laughs> take breaks when you're song tearing mm -hmm. uh uh this is something that i learned with with i love your way uh when you're when you get too into it and you start molding way too much it's better to instead of just grinding the song out one more time go outside take a walk and go touch some grass <laughs> For sure, for sure. And again, it's great that, that the two of you were able to help clarify a little bit more about song tiering, especially when, uh, for a lot of people, this it seems quite different. It is quite a different way of playing the game compared to just event tiering, where, uh, you know, there are ways to kind of get around getting a, a title you want, right? It's a, a, a kind of a fine balance between... Uh, you know, how much you're willing to spend in terms of money versus time. And it's a pretty kind of easy correlation between the two. But um, Song Theory has a whole different beast. Uh, RNG comes into the factor as well. And your, your, your skill level in terms of not just being able to play the song well, but being able to play the song in a, in a different way. So um, again, it's, it's great to hear from both of you and to like clarify about like, you know, some common misconceptions about song tiering you know for instance uh, uh easier songs not necessarily being easier to tier so um again it's great to hear both of you guys and uh learn, learn more about um this topic um i do want to just briefly get to move on and just talk a little bit about um just very briefly about high score rating because again that's also another way to to test people's uh skills in you know, uh, I guess a little mix of like skill uh, in the game, but also how whale their 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 team is and their account is. Um, uh, Manny, do you ever uh, do you ever do a bit of high score rating yourself? Uh, yeah, I current uh, I I do I do uh, do a bit of HSR grinding uh, every so often. Okay. I think I took most of uh, I forget what is it uh, Einsatz. I took most of Einsatz uh, just to chill and, you know, uh, boost my boost my high score rating. Uh, and it uh, it it does involve a lot of the same things that song tearing does. You know, you you're gonna be able to you're gonna have to you know be able to play the game at you know at a reasonable level. Uh, but also, like you said, how whale someone someone's account is. But uh, that's not that's not the entire case. Uh, mm -hmm. Currently, the best team on EN for free life high score rating grinding is Cool uh, Huddle Hoppy. Uh, I'm currently, I believe, eighth uh, on the best OD leaderboards for high score rating. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, because of my. Even though I'm using Cool Huddle Hoppy uh, compared to someone like Roulette, who's still using Cool Pare, that isn't getting the upgrade on an upgrade until prismatic duo mm -hmm. simply simply because of player skill which at the end of the day is the biggest 
is going to be, I guess, the biggest determining factor on how well you can song tier and how high you can get your high score rating. For sure, for sure. I was just going to ask which was the most whale team or like what is the most optimal team right now, but you already answered that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Ingo, I know you also, you know, pretty, uh, uh, are pretty into high score, high score rating as well. You know, what about your experiences, uh, there and also just kind of seeing how this will, will, uh, maybe how the meta will change moving forward. Yeah, I, I'd say like for, for a lot of the games I play, I, I always like try to challenge myself to get, get better at the games and, in Boundary, I first kind of miss this thing to like where where's the song leaderboard, mm -hmm. and um, for for every song, like not just oh for this event we have one song leaderboard or for this event we have three song leaderboards. So high score rating for me was something, um, yeah, I, I could always like see oh can I get some improvement here. Did I did I improve my accuracy, for example, on harder songs in in the last like weeks or months that I was uh, have been playing, etc. So it was always something okay. I for personal um, improvement, you can always look there, and mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to compare yourself to the people with the optimal teams or almost optimal teams and uh, full game AP and something. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's it's just a nice. Um, Num number i guess uh, but it puts a number to your skill i suppose or mm -hmm. your skill improvement uh to to word it a bit better and yeah um like nowadays i just see it as i i have the theory down i guess for <laughs> for high score rating it's just i i don't have the team to like really get into the big leagues because mm -hmm. um, my best high score rating team uh, is uh happy glow which is a few generations outdated at this point as the best high score rating team but i mean yeah it, in my opinion um or from my perspective only look at high score rating as something relative to what you yourself have had because um gacha really plays a huge role in it and if you don't have the card then you just don't have the card that's just a there's nothing you can do about it, especially for like limb cards or or old Dreamfest cards that you don't have. Like, w what are you gonna do? You're not gonna drop like 1500 pulls on a Dreamfest banner trying to luxex some uh, off rate Dreamfest card. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, the, you, you just have to always look at it relative to what your score was in the past, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for those who are uh, unfamiliar, because it's understandable if you're not sure what high score rating is, high score rating is like a really like secret kind of score not really secret but it's something you could see in your account where um they'll take and correct me if i'm wrong at any point uh they basically take the three highest uh scores that you have in free life for each band and then every time you get like a you know a score you get sort of like a, a rating with it uh so getting some amount of score in free life will give you some amount of rating and they'll take the top three ratings for each band that you have and then combine it together to be a high score um rating so there's going to be you know your top three pop and party songs your top three roselia songs um etc etc um and there is a meta to it there's some songs that will score better than others so there is 
basically, you're, you're going to be stuck mostly with the, the relatively same three to five songs, and then just play as well as you can with the cards that you um, that you have. Um, Ingo, you did mention that it is not necessarily something that's worth uh, doing a, a gacha for, because I, I do agree, because ultimately... Um, you don't get really much reward for that. Like you just get a, a nice number and you show it on the profile. But I think one of my complaints about high score rating is you don't really get a, a reward for that in, in in the game. And I feel like that's a, a really a somewhat of a missed opportunity. I know it does seem a little bit. It becomes a bit, a bit of a a scary slope where you're. It, it could become it could become a pay to win um thing if if let's say they were giving award rewards for it. But I think that'd be a really interesting way to um, to challenge people and, and maybe get people um, motivated to remember that this high score rating is a thing and um, uh, and maybe possibly get people to to challenge each other and see how how far they could go. I don't know what you guys what you two think about that. I I actually have two points here. So the one thing is there is rewards to high score rating or um, more generally to playing free live mm-hmm. um, because you get all the frames and pins via right. high score rating or via scoring X amount of points with mm-hmm. a full afterglow band, etc. And I think it is fine that way or more or less fine that way for the reason that you mentioned, like if if the because the rewards cap out at, at a point that is like still somewhat reasonable money wise. <laughs> <laughs> for the teams that you need for it but um like if if the rewards for that went up to actually requiring five scorer teams to be able to score high enough then i think it would be yeah kind of very bait to mm. to gacha more and to gacha like completely yeah otherwise irrelevant cards for it so it's i'm not sure if i would like that and the other thing is, so I mentioned that I played uh, like a K-pop rhythm game mm-hmm. uh, with Pastry before Bundary, and that w- that was my first rhythm game. Mm-hmm. And that game had something that I I really liked a lot, and I wish this was in in uh, Bundary. Basically, when you're free living or w- when you're playing songs, every like five to ten songs, you're gonna get a. a I think a high score chance or high score quest or something mm-hmm. challenge whatever basically the game automatically highlights one song and you have to beat your high score on that song and if you do you get something like um so so in that game you were very locked by a currency that I would liken to coins in boundary the most but coins are not really a currency you just stack up millions and millions of them and never <laughs> think about it um but so basically you needed this currency for every upgrade of of any card or whatever and whenever you beat your high score in a high score challenge you got like six to seven times the normal amount of that currency so like you could think about it like uh, you're playing in free life, and the rewards you're getting from from that uh, gain are not multiplied by uh, by seven if you're three flaming, but they're multiplied by thirty or something like that. 
right? That, that, that would be something. And I think that that could be a, a fun thing where um, maybe it doesn't even have to be that often or like say you have a, a weekly uh, challenge mm -hmm. where increase the, uh, your high score rating on one song or increase your um, maximum score on a poppy per song, for example. That, that could be a fun thing to, to challenge and keep people engaged with uh, with free life, I guess. But I, I don't know if they want people to be all that engaged in free life and don't just want them to play events mostly or exclusively. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, a, it's an interesting point. Perhaps uh, uh, Bushiro could, could take notes on that. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something that could possibly um, be, be uh, a consideration. Uh, Manny, I don't know if you want to add anything else to this uh, HSR discussion. Uh, it's not so much related to HSR, more sure. so to like you know accuracy plan. You know, you know the accuracy of how one plays and everything. But I I do kind of wish uh, Ingl uh, the international version implemented something uh, like JP's uh, Garupa Cup. You mm -hmm. know, like a uh, like a once a year. Like a once a year uh, competition of you know trying to trying to be as consistent and quick at, to APing songs. Obviously, I know it would you know knock out a lot of song tiers that just get by by being whale as hell, <laughs> myself included. But it, it is something that I feel would keep uh, people engaged in trying to improve uh, how well they play. Uh, not necessarily trying to like you know get their hsr up but you know maybe trying to get you know their 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 just overall player skill level up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah otherwise we have to resort to uh fan made tournaments right <laughs> yeah i know hmm. Hmm. thinking oh, emoji thinking emoji but Thong. you know yeah I, I do agree uh having an official tournament would be super sick Plus, the titles are actually kind of nice looking. True. True. I, I'm, I, I, I talk with a fair number of people on you know the you know on the Japanese side of, of Garupa, and you know I, I see you know sometimes I see their the titles that they flex uh, in pub, in JP pubs and everything, mm -hmm. and just like, and sometimes they're flexing the Garupa Cup titles, and I'm like, damn, those those titles look really nice. True. And, and like those titles are purely skill based. Because you could have, because uh, again, to bring up song, during you could have someone be well as hell, but they can't play for shit. Mm -hmm. But you could have someone, you know, be able to full game AP, you know, blindfolded, but they don't have a single team, so they can't get a single song title. Mm -hmm. Where, whereas with Garupa, with something like Garupa Cup, we would have something to just gauge general player skill level for sure yeah. it's also like uh, from from jp song tiering and from jp garupa cups there's a few names that that people seem to recognize for very very cursed optimizations that they managed to do mm. which is pretty funny um i, I just thought of this since uh, since many mentioned um talking to a few of the uh, jp pe people mm -hmm. Does policeman ring a bell, Manny? 
Very much so. I was actually in a bit of a conversation <laughs> with him this morning. Wow. Because <laughs> um, he you got both. Know, do you bad. know if policemen played special or expert on Flame of Hope? Uh, I don't remember what he played on Flame of Hope. I... So, so for for reference, so, so on, on Flame of Hope, um, expert scores higher than special, but special has more opportunities to optimize. So fully optimized, special scores higher than expert. And the JPT1, I think it is policeman. Uh, no, uh, uh, JPT1, oh, oh wait, JPT1 on Flame of Hope uh, is Riri. Oh, right. It wasn't... Uh, I think Policeman was T2 or something, but yeah. No, so, I don't think they were T2. What? I think they were like T8 or something uh, on, on Flame of Hope. I don't think they got... Actually, hmm. maybe I'm mixing up songs, but... So, the gap between T1 and T2 on Flame of Hope was pretty much gigantic. Like, not a lot of songs have, have such big gaps. Mm-hmm. And after looking into it, I found out that they either did every single uh, optimization on Flame of Hope special that doesn't involve plus 12s or three fingers, but every single other one, however cursed they may be, or they did one three finger ops on Expert. So I'm kind of curious to see like which kind of pain they chose, I suppose. Considering considering who the JPT one is on Flame of Hope, yeah, I don't think it would be very painful. The uh the, the person uh who get the guy who got a uh, JPT one on Flame on Flame of Hope uh is actually pretty notorious for being ridiculously ridiculously good at the game. Uh if uh all throughout twenty twenty, I remember uh I remember seeing uh another JP player's uh spreadsheets of, you know, who got like who got T who got podium and T ten on X on X Y Z and song X Y and Z songs. For I wanna say fifteen straight songs or so. Riri, uh the guy that got Flame of Hope T one basically 15 times in a row he songs he won wow that is oh yeah ridiculous yeah. <laughs> so yeah whenever we talk about like how how like hard it is to en song tier think of jp song tiering as like en song tiering on on cocaine where everyone is ababa or better yeah Crazy. uh Absolutely. for the record uh, for the record, the scores for Flame of Hope T1 are uh, 2,398,542. Second place, 239, 2,391,767. Yeah, so the 8K gap, which is based, or 7K gap, which is super rare to ever see in JP. Wow. That is. That is crazy. That's a whole other metagame, whole other discussion. Um, it's it's crazy to see how, you know, there's definitely some people out there in, in JP that really, really, you know, are super good at the game and stuff like Garupa Cup really, again, as we mentioned before, could really help them push the, their skill to the next level. 
Um, and again, maybe something like this could really uh, push people to the next level in EN as well, really see who is the uh, the biggest gorilla in terms of skill uh, in the game. So, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll see that. <laughs> if he had more teams, he would probably make Katon blush. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, all right. Well, we're, we're running out of time here in the studio, but just before we uh, wrap up on, on questions and such, a uh, quick question for both of you. Uh, any future events that you that you plan to do? Uh, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Manny. Manny, uh, what kind of future events you plan to do uh, in terms of event tiering, song tiering, whatever? Uh, for event tiering, uh, I guess uh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to be doing uh, Prismatic Duo alongside trying to run uh, T10 Plus Song on Sisters Noise. Mm -hmm. uh, for song tier, uh, for just dedicated song tiering, uh, I am going to be going for Northern Lights on Three-Legged Race. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still on the fence if I want to if I want to try and do uh, Red Ignition. Uh, the Red Ignition songs. Obviously, I can't uh, like, like I said earlier, I can't do I can't do 28s. So, Sunsun's kind of out of the question. And do True Color and Ready, Steady, Go. And Nobody I would like... the team. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. That too sorry that for too. baiting you. True, true, true. Uh, and you know, I I would also like to see a legitimate uh, ready, steady, go T one. Uh, a bit of a JP thing, but uh, you know, it is highly su uh, suspected that the T one on ready, steady, go. Uh, on red ignition is uh, is an account share. Uh, I don't want to, you know make any baseless claims uh it's just something that i've been hearing through the pipeline so that is also another motivation for me to want to do uh ready steady go as also one of the seven people on en with with pure glow mm -hmm. uh in terms of ep tearing i would actually really like to do uh sun tinged bandwagon while also trying to go for trouble joyful mm -hmm. And then definitely T one hundred and one of us when that thing finally comes, <laughs> and maybe, and then, I mean, I don't want to say I want to go for T one hundred. I don't want to say I want to go for you know like T ten plus on Sprocket Core, but that is. Uh, something that I would like to do. It would be something that I'd have to take time off work for. Mm -hmm. no. uh, but yeah, uh, the main things would probably be Sisters Noise, Northern Lights, Bandwagon, for both EP and song, uh, Bandwagon. Uh, and then, I guess, you know what? Thanks, Angle. Yeah, de definitely Red Ignition now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't please. see it, but I'm flipping... You don't see it, Angle, but I'm flipping you off. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, and Angle, what about you? Yeah, so there's one thing about song tuning that I, I forgot to mention, I guess. Um, I kind of want to have a song T100 at least of every single band, so... Uh, there is one event that I 
am obliged to song tier, which is uh, Naganaina and Don't Be Afraid, because those are probably the only situations we would ever get a guri guri song title mm. and a and a Tere song title. Obviously, I have to go for that. Um, other than that, uh, I am very much considering going for Flame of Hope because it's one of my like I think it's my favorite uh, Morphonica beatmap on the end at least mm -hmm. because we don't have Never Ever End yet and I'm pretty fucking pissed about it but whatever <laughs> so yeah uh, Fl Flame of Hope I'm probably gonna go for and um, yeah uh, even if I'm reborn 100 times I'm gonna go for the songs for sure okay. other than that I getting the teams together just takes too much to to do much else i guess and for event tiering uh i'm gonna say there are two events that i am very strongly considering or in one case planning on tiering but i will not disclose which ones those are because it's gonna be a situation like in etude where i'm just more or less on my own tiering for but sure. I, that's a story for for another day so <laughs> uh, I'll say at some point you'll see uh, me in a T10 again, I guess, right. in the somewhat near future. Well, uh, to the both of you, uh, good luck. Uh, Manny, definitely you have some uh, upcoming events very, very soon in the near uh, near future. You can go a little bit more uh, later, but both of you, best of luck in your achievements. Hopefully things will go well, and again, hopefully Ian Dory gets their act together. And makes sure that we get uh, events in a in a smooth smooth fashion. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have some quick questions from the community just before we end off this uh, this podcast. So again, as you mentioned, Manny, there, there, before these questions are all related to you. I'll ask both of these questions together because I think they're pretty much related. <laughs> uh, we have a question that is Target or Walmart. And also uh, a question of whether or not the people in the Target Discord server, I didn't even know that was a thing, uh, know is. that you are a weeb. <laughs> uh, well, for one, yes, there's a Target Discord server. I'm That's pretty crazy. sure. I'm pretty sure most big box retailers have uh, like employee ran uh, servers. Like I know, I know that Taco Bell. I, I know that Taco Bell for some reason has has a Discord server as well. That's probably also run by employees current and former mm -hmm. but uh i'm i'm pretty sure they they know i'm a weeb if they don't well uh i've apparently done a decent enough, a decent enough job of hiding it <laughs> even though i'm pretty sure it's obvious from from my profile picture that uh, <laughs> that isn't me <laughs> uh and then as per if i prefer Target or Walmart, uh, this is completely unbiased, but yeah, Target. N not not because I worked there for 10 months, but j I, I, just, I just have a thing against Walmart after, you know, the previous, like, not, not my previous job at Target, but because of a job before that, that I had for about five months. Well, d don't come to Canada because Target got chased out of our country. For being unsuccessful, and now Walmart's taking over. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, just going off of how, just going off of how my 
my target store has been ever since the new store director came in in March. I, I don't see us uh, last. I don't see him lasting much longer. Oh, <laughs> here in America, <laughs> if if that's the standard. Oh yikes! <laughs> well, um, that's all for today, guys. Um, a very productive podcast. I'm so happy to have you guys come in and share a lot of really insightful information about, you know. Just our thoughts about, you know, song tiering, a little bit about what we like to see moving forward in the game. It's been a great pleasure having both of you on this podcast. Uh, any last words you would like to share uh, to the uh, viewers out there? Uh, hmm. You first, Engel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I kind of, uh, yeah, m mentioned this before. Um I'm very thankful for this, and uh, I would also encourage every new player or people trying to get into tiering or get into song tiering, get into whatever there is to do in this game, I guess. Just be like open about it and be upfront about it. Approach some people, and most people will say, hey, that's cool, let's see what, what what we have here the biggest part of this community is very welcoming and uh, i was very thankful for, for that back then and um, yeah i i guess i'll i'll pay it forward if you come into it with uh, open arms you'll be welcomed with open arms in in this community especially in the tiering and song tiering community we are just a bunch of yeah sometimes degenerate or meme lord uh, people that, yeah, play this tappy tap game too much. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, really, uh, we we don't bite unless you're unless you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, unless you're a, a legitimate like dumbass. I I, I don't want to like make any generalizations or anything. I, mm -hmm. but it, it we're all generally very welcoming and. Like Ingo said, you know we'll 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 be there with open arms for you. And I will add the caveat to that: as long as you're not a complete and total jackass. <laughs> Surprising, considering I've been invited to tearing servers before, and I'm probably one of the biggest jackasses that's known in the community. <laughs> well, you've made your place here, and uh, you know, as long as you don't do again, as you mentioned, as long as don't you do something silly. Don't be like rude or disrespectful to people or just make people uncomfortable. Um, just basic, you know, uh, basic be uh, internet uh, etiquette, right? So be a decent human being. Be no one to touch grass. <laughs> well, um, again, thank you to the two of you for joining the, the studio today. And again, all of our special guests can be found in the younger Discord server uh and again all links in the description below as well as you could follow them on twitter uh their twitter handles are on uh, the podcast as well as in the description below so feel free to give a follow and of course uh as they mentioned feel free to join the community either my server or pubcord the official bang drinks uh server there's many people out there who are very welcoming and willing to interact with you 
um, and, and make sure you feel welcome here. So, uh, with that out of the way, guys, the set has been complete. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Refill Studio. We hope to see you uh, at the next refill with all the cans ready uh, for our next episode. But until then, thank you all so much for listening, and take care. Bye-bye now.